to me, what's exciting is when you look at like your own liberation or the liberation of people or the liberation of this country, this world, the world we want to live in, the world we want to build for our children is hopeful, is courageous, is possibilities, is abundance, is joy, all these things that we can be rooted in. And when you know better, you do better. It's putting it into, like to me, like layering that into my business um, and my family and my life. Like I don't, again, I don't need to be on the front lines. I'm focused on my community, my circles, asking questions of what are the needs of my community? How can I best serve those needs? How do I move in and out of that space? This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion. And discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it poppin'. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestroized. Three, two, Hey guys, Maestro here and welcome back to another episode of Maestro on the Mic. Today I have with me someone who I've been wanting to bring on for quite some time. We scheduled, a bunch of shit popped off and it became even more important for me to bring her on. Um, I'm super pumped to share her with you. If you're in the social media space, if you're in the the strength world, uh, you may have heard of this, this woman and her wolf pack. Um, but I'll let you t- I'll let her tell you all about that. She is a strength coach. She lives in Florida and she has been at the forefront of very important movements, I'll say, in so many different facets. Uh, and I I consider her an extremely extremely value valuable resource. So, without further ado, welcome to the show my good friend Allison Denny. Welcome, friend. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I am like, I've been looking forward to this for a long time, ever since I started following you and got connected. It's just such an honor to be here chatting with you. This is like super dope. And you guys, do you hear that sound? That's the the crispness of a brand new Yeti mic that she has. Allison's stepping it up all around. Like this is, this is exciting. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're stepping up into the, uh, the professional game here. Let's do it. Let's do it. So uh, let me pass the mic over to you. Uh, and why don't you tell people who you are? Uh, I, know, I, so am. Big, I know. I know. I know. Right. <laughs> I am all the things. Um, I got my start in division one sports. I grew up a soccer player. Uh, so that I always say is my first love. Um, coached division one soccer for gosh over a decade and that's where I got my strength and conditioning start as well so I was doing on-field coaching strength and conditioning um, and then had some uh, family moves um, some stuff I had two two girls uh, moved to a different city different state and launched my online fitness business and have never looked back well I'm trying to sound like just so you guys know, we were college rivals, but we won't, we'll talk about that in in a different episode. We have some shared pe- 
<laughs> I wish we just figured we just out. literally yeah, figured yeah, yeah. it out. Like we got a lot. That's that's a whole other like uh, conversation. So why why strength? Why the strength world? What's the interest there? Yeah. Why the strength world? I loved doing it with my college mm-hmm. women in the like in the strength room. Um, it was such a powerful experience for me to be able to bridge that gap between the on-field experience that my athletes were having, keeping them fit, keeping them healthy, um, and then also translating that into the weight room. There was always such this big divide between what the strength staff was doing. And I, I mean, I guess I'll just speak to my own experience. The divide between what goes on in the weight room in college athletics and what goes on for a sport coach or on field was very different. And my role was this hybrid role where I was really bridging the gap between the two. So I was doing all the strength programming. I was doing all the fitness stuff and I was out on the field coaching the back line. So when the head coach would turn to me and say, what are we doing today? I'm like, well, this is what we're doing in the weight room. Here's what their recovery needs to look like. We have games coming up. I was putting all those pieces together. So it was a very unique role for me. Can you talk to me a little bit about the confidence that it takes? Like this is being a coach, high level, like working with athletes in this capacity. Like, mm. can you talk to me mm-hmm. about, a little bit about that? Mm. Confidence for For you, yeah. Just... Like to, be, to, do, to have yeah. that as a role. Like, and that's like you're a leader. The confidence it takes to be a leader in that capacity. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was hard. It was very hard uh, because I really was learning as I was going. It was it wasn't like I had honestly really studied in depth about how to be a strength and conditioning mm-hmm. coach. It was more like these needs aren't being met right now for the team. Allison, figure it out. And so it really was this trial by fire. And there was a lot of imposter syndrome. There was a lot of reaching out to colleagues and friends and mentors being like, Oh, mm-hmm. can you look at this program? And I think this is good. Do you think this will work? And I, if I was to look at those strength programs that I gave to the team 10 years ago, it'd be pretty embarrassing. This growth, <laughs> but you learn, you grow. Yeah. You try things, you see what works. And honestly, our injury rate, like if you track the data and you try things and you learn and you grow, our injury rate went down. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool. We're not going to do one rep max. We're not going to do Olympic weightlifting. And I know in the strength and conditioning world, which is I think what sets me apart, the strength and conditioning world, when I'm like, oh, yeah, my team's not going to do mm-hmm. Olympic weightlifting, um, at backlash. Mm-hmm. How are you going to train power? How are you going to do those things? Like, mm, no, I'm going to find other ways. So in terms of the confidence piece, it was me knowing that I had been in their shoes, I knew what that was like, I knew the pieces that were missing, and I was filling those gaps. And I was seeing the results in front of me. My team was thriving. They listened to me. They respected me. So did the head coach. Um, It was a really wonderful experience for me in terms of confidence. Can you take us forward with that? So that's not what you do now. So what what happened? Tell me the story here. The story. So what happened was I'd been in the college game forever and I had two babies uh, who are not (laughs) babies anymore. They're now seven and nine. But I had two babies, like as a college coach, I mean, I was legit in 
preseason on the field doing double days like nine months pregnant like that's how committed I was back out on the field like a week later right like these are (laughs) this was my love for the game my love for my teams so I had these babies my husband is also in professional sports he got an opportunity uh, that as a family we could Mm -hmm. not pass up so that took us to Florida but really what kind of started the whole thing was after 10 years, you have alumni. And Ah. I had built amazing relationships with these incredible women who are now like in my DMs and emailing me like, Allison, what do we do for workouts? And you program for us. And, you know, we always did your summer packets Ah. and all this stuff. What do we do? So I was like, cool, I can help you. And you're going to pay me for that. So I started training them one-on-one in their like professional lives, right? And then your neighbors start seeing that on the street and they're like, well, can we come to your garage too? And can we train? So it started as like, oh, people were just seeing that I was good at this thing. They reached out and it just kind of snowballed from there. So I was like, all right, well, maybe I should get a website. Maybe I should get an LLC and hey, maybe this could like be a thing. And it's just taken off. uh, I love this so much. And the themes that are running through of this whole thing where – you're looking at needs that need to be fed, needs to needs that need to be met, and yeah. you said, "Allison, figure it out." You took messy action, learning yeah. and growing. Like this is a theme that runs through every single podcast that I do, uh, and and I love that 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 line you gave there about if you were to look at the programs from ten years ago, you'd be like, "Oh, that that wasn't the best. Ooh. Like nobody died. We're good. It wasn't like that wasn't the best, but <laughs> we learn and we grow. And there's there's yeah. so many parallels to everything that's going on right now, guys. Listen, you guys mm. listening to this? There's mm-hmm. so many parallels to that of taking that messy action of looking at the needs and looking at the the gaps that need uh, to be filled and when ways that you can show up. So. Can you talk a little bit then, because you are huge with social in the social justice world and social justice space, and, and that's a big thing for you. Yeah. Where did you see, yeah. and this is probably a big-ass question, where did you see a need that needed to uh, mm-hmm. be met there? It started with baby steps, really. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go fight mm-hmm. racism. That is never where I started. And I think we start at our own intersections of our own identities. And for me, that was female Mm -hmm. and around my body. And when I had those two babies and I could no longer use my body the way I had been programmed to, it was an identity, I say Mm -hmm. shift, but it basically smashed Mm -hmm. my identity, smashed it along with a couple other injuries. Um, And I was like, shit. I am not my body. What am I? What am I doing here? Who am I empowering? I started asking a lot of questions around how I was showing up in my own practice, around my own body. And then once you start seeing those intersections, you're like, wait a minute, there's more here. Maybe I need to look at this. Um, and that's really where it started, having those two little girls wanting something better for them, looking at how I had been communicating, building relationships, empowering those women on my college mm-hmm. soccer team, what was working, what hadn't worked, um, looking at how I was translating that into my business. What were my values and how was I taking that into all of these places in my life? 
Um, and it was it was an awakening. It's so interesting to me that the directions that people take and for you, like mm-hmm. oftentimes we see, or this is what I see because I'm, you know, in the Instagram world, athletes, mm-hmm. female athletes, right, mm-hmm. they get pregnant and have kids. They often mm-hmm. then go and be start championing that life. They ch- start championing motherhood. They start championing sure. postpartum stuff. Sure. They start champi- championing, uh, you know, uh, reproductive health and such. And it's really interesting that yeah. you've taken that, but also like you were like, no. this is not my thing that was not it's so interesting and i i will tell you like mom is not my primary role like i have i love i love my children right any parent does um i am so many things other than mom and they do not run my life they do not um define me I am so many more things than I am mom. And that has always been at the forefront of my business. Um, I didn't want to lose myself to being yeah. a mom. Wow. This, this is like, there's just so many things. Like, And the, the, the commonality, mm-hmm. like the common thread running through everything, there's so many things here. So let's keep in mm-hmm. line with this, uh, the lessons you've learned, learning and growing. Can we can we circle back mm-hmm. to you? Because like, this is, Allison has a huge voice in the social justice movement, right? A huge, huge voice, mm. in my opinion. And she's been saying things uh, for, this is what I've associated with her with. Like, right, you go and you go on Instagram and you look at people and you're like, what did that mm. person do? You try to like, everyone, you kind of put everyone in a box despite the fact that we're like, don't put people in a box. And for me, I was just like, this woman has so much uh, resolve in what she is showing up for and how she is showing up for this. And it's just, you can tell the passion you have for this. So could you walk us through mm-hmm. that? Tell us that story. Talk us through why does this resonate so, so much with you and, and first steps for you. So here's the snowball effect when we talk about like me not identifying as being a mom, but still wanting better things for my daughters and seeing this like whole like body image stuff. And I hosted an event and I hosted this event in... 2017 so it's not like oh Mm -hmm, last mm -hmm. month and now it's all over instagram no 2017 i hosted an event called ignited women's summit and got some pretty um abrupt feedback (laughs) and what's interesting is that that feedback did not come right away of course it was like women's empowerment event and we were talking about lots of things but when you look at the speakers I had brought, when you look at the women that were in the room, when you look at my development, I wasn't speaking to all women. I was speaking to mm-hmm. white women. And I received that mm-hmm. feedback. And I worked on that feedback. And you cannot deny the intersections of, you know, if I'm being so committed to women, well, what mm-hmm. about black women what about trans women what about women with disabilities i started looking at all of those intersections and the intersections that i had left out i had a lot of work to do just like you're looking around right now a lot of people they got a lot of work to do (laughs) the awakening allison i'm going to interrupt you real quick how does what is it that allowed you Mm. to receive that we'll say constructive 
feedback. Like mm-hmm. most people would be like mm-hmm. defend, like the knee jerk reaction is defensive and like, oh, I'm not. And like, how in the hell were you, did were you able to be like, you know what, you're right. Mm. I think a lot of it has to do with mm-hmm. my personality. I am a people pleaser. Um, so mm-hmm. that is part mm-hmm. of my triggers that I work on. Um, I've also been in therapy mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and so those are also things that I had been working on. And I was really, it, I was called in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the feedback that I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, we all have those like defensive knee-jerk reactions. There was an article that went out from the school oh, wow. <laughs> that was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can go Google it. I, I'm sure it's probably still up. And it was a nice enough article, but it clearly laid out blind spots. And my knee-jerk initial reaction was, what the fuck? Don't they know how hard I worked? Don't they know how much I care? It was like all of my white fragility on display. Now, I don't go on the internet and Mm -hmm, spew mm -hmm, those things, mm -hmm. right? Like I called friends that were like, ooh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I had women who were gracious in my learning and held space for me and talked to me and fuck (laughs) all like literally you cannot go on Instagram right now without being like in this book and this book and this resource and this podcast all those things that is the rabbit hole I went down in 2017 being like shit I got some learning to do but I was doing that by myself I didn't have (laughs) exactly everybody yelling at me right now (laughs) <laughs> yes yes yeah. can you talk more about that rabbit hole so you guys listening let's call a spade a spade and put it out there i brought i actually wanted yeah. to bring allison on initially uh because she's doing fucking amazing things in the female strength space and the way she's running her business mm-hmm. uh and the way she loves mm-hmm. on her people i wanted you guys to see that i wanted you guys to be exposed to that because you guys know i like to bring people on who are doing the damn thing and then a bunch of shit happened and a bunch of, you know, the the awakening has, has started. And I was like, we're going to keep you coming on. Um, we're going to shift the conversation though a little bit because I do believe that a large majority of my audience is likely white. I don't know this for certain. Mm. I don't have podcast metrics on that. But if I go simply by the people who show up for my courses, the people who show up for my intensive, the people that... Uh, comment on my posts and such the majority don't look like me and yeah if you guys check out episode 217 uh, I just dropped I speak about why this is and my role in that and what I've done and what I need to do to correct that Mm -hmm. course and 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 do better Um, but I brought Allison on because I was like hey facts don't change our mind you guys know I say this right James Steele and James Clear's paper there I don't think facts change our minds people are not looking for more facts they're typically looking for more friends that's initially what will help Mm -hmm. people be swayed and it's oftentimes easier when it's coming from someone who looks like us when it's coming from someone who has shared experiences who understands that can be a bit more empathetic to the situation Um, and so I was like fuck yeah this is actually perfect because Allison Mm -hmm. has been doing the work for so long uh, and it's Mm -hmm. a familiar voice familiar face so that rabbit hole that you spoke of, very deep. Um, yeah. If we're looking yeah. at starting points, because people listening to this right now, yeah. my people are good, and they're like, dude, the ones that haven't already started on go? things, yeah, what do we what do? do? We do? What do you- totally, totally. 
Um, all the, well, I guess all the things that are happening on Instagram right now, they're pointing you in the right direction. The problem that I see is that, again, I, because people don't see, they're listening to this. I am a, I'm a white woman, 5'8", 140, like I'm the standard, mm -hmm. right? Um, and what, what we see online is what can I do? What can I do? I want to help. I want to help. What can I do? And if you haven't started that education, you haven't started that awareness, anything you do as a white person and speaking as a white woman who has fucked this up, okay? I come with so much compassion for what's going on right now and also like hard line, like this is my stand because I have too many people in my life that I fucking care about and this shit's important. But what I see is white people that want to unload mm. their guilt because they haven't done the identity work, they haven't mm. done the awareness work to actually be of service. And so when you say, what can I do? It's almost this slap in the face that like, this is not a new mm -hmm. conversation. Mm -hmm. You can't post a Martin Luther King meme and think, oh, I'm helpful. Yeah. No, that's not helpful. So what do you do? Where do you start? To me, I started with myself. Mm -hmm. um, I started asking lots of questions. I started looking at my own life and how does this show up? I started unlearning all of the shit I had been taught. Whiteness is literally, I, I see it as like this disease that you have to constantly unlearn and fight every day. Let me tell you how many times I've had to check myself in the past week from posting, from DMing, from all of the things that white people are getting like killed on in social media. Well, I'm mm -hmm. trying. It's it's because they haven't mm. done the work to understand their own BS and dumping that onto social media, onto their friends, onto acquaintances, onto colleagues, um, and it's problematic. So to me, the place you start um, is definitely with yourself, with your own awareness. Um, and it's not an yeah. overnight thing. Like I messed this up in 2017 and now I'm like going through this whole thing again, like, oh shit, there mm -hmm. it is again. There it is again. And that's okay. That doesn't make me some morally bad person white supremacy is bad and i'm a part of that mm -hmm. system but as a human in that system i have an obligation and a moral obligation to tear it down is this at all scary for you it's extremely scary if you could see me right now every time i talk about it yeah. i shake like we talk about like mm -hmm. nervous system, I shake. Um, I have a physical reaction to it because here's the thing. You don't yeah. get it right. <laughs> I'm coming on here knowing that I will get backlash for this. I will have feedback, whether that is um, good or bad. People will love what I'm going to say. And I will have other black women say, absolutely not. Um, and 
at this point in my development and where I'm at and where I stand in my values, because I've worked mm-hmm. a lot on that and the critical lens that I've developed in my own identity development, I am willing to mess yes. that up. Yes. I am. I'm willing to mess it up because my people yeah. are worth it and they deserve that. And so f- it goes beyond mm-hmm. social media mm-hmm. posts, I think. And this is where it gets really tricky because this is what I see a lot too. Like I've taken what I've learned and put it into my yes, business. Yes. I'm not talking about, like we were on here before, like I'm not talking about like my bonus stuff for my wolf pack, which I probably should do a better job about. But like legit the six month of my wolf pack coaching group, um, uh, the theme is belonging. We go through a mindset stuff and, the, and the, the last month is belonging because community is everything. One of the things that we read in that um, worksheet that I hand out is Audrey Lord's The Master's Tools Will Not Dismantle the Master's House. That's in my coaching group. <laughs> Does anybody, like, if you're listening, do you know who Audrey Lord is? Do you know, like, go Google that. Go Google that is what I would tell most white people. Me, like, me one of them. Like, I'm Googling the, anything. anything. Literally, anything, anything and everything. you want to know. Anything. Anything Literally. and everything. Um, <laughs> a friend yesterday called me feeling guilt, right? Like, white guilt mm-hmm. is a whole thing. Um, feeling guilty, wanting to know what to do, wanting to go protest. And she's worried about protests and want like, I'm like, okay, well, here's your job as a white person that shows up to a protest. She had no idea. I'm like, go Google mm-hmm. it. I'm a Google. I'm a white person. What do yeah. I do at a Black Lives Matter protest? Like, I think we need to get more comfortable asking those questions um, and not sitting in our guilt and shame. Like white guilt holds us back from Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. taking the action that's necessary. And that is a white person experience. Mm -hmm. Like you can't take white guilt to your black friend. They don't know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's the most bizarre thing, but you see it happen all the time. Why do you think all these black women are like getting these DMs and like, I'm trying to be a good white person? Again, compassion from me. I'm a white woman doing this work. so I don't speak of like, I'm, I have it figured out. I do not. But these are the things, these are the, the pitfalls that I see people fall into um, that I wish we could figure out by ourselves. Like, come on over to this side of the room and mm-hmm. <laughs> let's talk about that over mm-hmm. here. You don't need to talk about that with your black friends. They don't know what to do with your guilt. Mm-hmm. That's not their problem. That's a white person problem. <laughs> Deal with it with your white, with your white friends. There's there's so many themes here that keep coming up. Uh, You guys listening, when I record these episodes and I bring people on, I don't have a script. I don't have questions set up. This is a conversation. It goes where it goes. Uh, And if we mess up, we mess up. If it goes in a weird direction, we take it. We just kind of run with it. But inevitably, because dope fucking people come on the podcast, you see the same themes over and over again. And one that's come from the beginning, right, has been this idea of, taking these steps, taking this action and seeing where the, where the gaps are and doing what you can to, to fill those gaps, learning and growing, learning and growing. But a big thing mm. that, that Allison has also said is that that willingness to be or become a leader. And to me, this, so when Rona popped off, 
We were desperately struggling, desperately searching for leadership. And to me, leadership is simply someone that says, I am willing to take responsibility and be held accountable for the things that I said and the things that I did. Leaders do that. They're like, yes, I made that decision and I stick to it. Part of what's going to be required then is that you have some sort of foundation there, not just like you're just a bullshitter, but you've learned some stuff. You've got, you put in the work, you've put in the work with that, you know, Allison is saying on, put in the work on yourself, right? You've gone and like, figure out why do I believe these things? Why do I stand for these things? What are my values? Go to therapy, do your things so that you can then have these conversations you can then take a stance understanding that it may end up being like hey that wasn't the best way to do it okay but we still doing nothing at all is far worse right so this themes go through this entire entire episode i'm gonna i don't want to say i'm gonna skip something but just i'm asking a question for myself here in terms of making things more inclusive so like the events you run and um, attracting yeah. that kind of audience and more diverse audience to your work and the, the things you do. How yeah. do you do that? That's what's to start. I can Google it, yes, but we're on the podcast right now, so I'm going to ask you. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like you want tangible stuff. No, whenever I'm on podcasts, I'm like, don't tell me that. I want, I want to know what your answer is. <laughs> I want stuff that I can do right now. Um, I invested in teachers mm. um, and learned from teachers and I learned, um, I invested in anti-racism courses Mm -hmm. and I invested in a, uh, foundations of social justice course that taught me, um, a liberatory approach, which I found very useful, um, to be able to dive into my own intersections of identity, right? Because as a woman that I am, that's a, uh, oppressed Mm -hmm, identity mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. as a white woman i now have a dominant identity and an oppressed Mm -hmm. identity so if you look at the intersections of identity you're looking at race um, sexual orientation sexual identity ability class education you start adding in all these layers and again this is um intersectional feminism is, is is not new Google that. Kimberly Crenshaw coined the term um, years and years and years ago. So Kimberly Crenshaw intersectionality. Not new. Um, This is not like an Allison original. These are things that I learned about um, that shifted my identity. And I had a container. And this is what I found to be most useful. I had a container that I could ask questions, that I felt seen, that I felt cared for, um, where I was learning these things and my identity got flipped upside down, got shaken all around. I looked at all those pieces and I started putting them back together again. Mm-hmm. And they were stronger, they were more resilient, they could handle feedback, mm-hmm. they were more curious, there was a more critical lens, all of these things that are necessary to do social justice work. And I am not like a social justice worker. Mm-hmm. I take that and I put that into my frameworks, which is movement, which is strength. And you cannot talk about movement and strength without talking about intersections of identity and social justice. And this like fires me the fuck up because when you have women 
in the fitness space that are like, yay, all women, yay, empowerment, and haven't done that work, you're leaving out a huge cross-section of women. And that's what you're seeing right now, this backlash of like, okay, now you're on board, but you've been talking about empowerment Mm -hmm. and inclusion this whole time, but it hasn't been in your business. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been in your family. And that one Martin Luther King meme on MLK Junior Day doesn't count. Mm -hmm. That piece. Would you say, because you said you're not a social justice worker. It's like not what you do, but... The, the way that you've... I'm not act, an activist. I think... I, let's let's make that distinction. I, that probably didn't come out as right. Like, I can put social justice into my uh-huh. business, into um, how I show up in my life. I wouldn't say I'm, like, an activist. Would you say, and this is why I think all of us are probably doing all this reading, that especially mm-hmm. the, as things currently stand, that for everybody in the United States, we'll just keep it local, that every day, mm-hmm. everyday life now requires us all to do social justice work. Yeah. Yeah, how can you not? We live in a, a culture and a system that was built on white supremacy. How can you not show up every day and say, I don't see it? Then you're part of the problem. And people don't like being part of the problem, right? They want to be good. Yeah. They want to be nice. That's not Okay. You live in a white, in a system that has been built on white supremacy. Every day you have to show up and fight that system. Every day. It's, it's, you know, you guys, I was talking to Allison before this. I'm telling her how, like, for me, this has become, like, the great awakening. And I'm like, oh, my God, everything's connected to everything. I'm implicit. I'm involved in this. I've perpetuated these things. And looking at what do I do moving forward? And, you know, she's outlined the steps here with starting with yourself and educating yourself and looking at like how you've been involved in this and how it affect, you know, how you're in this system. But mm. I take a step back and I'm like, dude, looking the way I do is not even enough. Like it's not even enough. Like that's not social justice work. Right? I, I am black, but my, cl- my courses, the things I do, my followers, mm. my, my, my people are mm-hmm. still majority white. Mm. I, this is one of the reasons I was like, this is a really important episode for me to to have and to bring you on because I know you've done this done this work. And what would you say, Allison, to people who mm. are like, they look at your stuff and they look mm. at, you know, the people you bring on and you bring into your in, in the events you try to host. What would you say to people that are like, yeah. man, you're just you're trying too hard. Like it's like, mm. I I feel like that's a knee jerk reaction from people. I'm like, man, she's just like trying too hard. Like look at all the black people there. She's just like trying so hard. What? And I'd say I'm not trying hard enough. <laughs> if you look at my event, Ignited Women's Summit, um, again these. It's an interesting experience being a white woman trying to decenter whiteness, talking about whiteness. Yeah. So that is like all levels of like, what the fuck? But here we are, and I'm fucking it up, and we're talking about it. Um, the event that I hosted, very clear, I don't speak at it. Mm. I am like the bank for it. Mm. Like, I love it when people email me, like, you and your team. I'm like, what? Me, myself, and I. I am the team. It is me. I don't speak at it. Um, I bring in speakers and um, 
make sure they are also committed to this work. Like we have a conversation and it's not like, I I just, I have a hard time um, not being blunt about Mm -hmm. it. What are you committed to? What are your values? Where do you stand? That's important um, that more perspectives, more people can get involved here. Um, And so I'm really picky about the speaker choice. Um, And most of them I had a relationship with. Now maybe they weren't like, besties Mm -hmm. with me um but we had a really good working relationship so i knew what they were about and i knew who i was bringing in and that is intentional Um, and i think we can bring a lot more intention and awareness to what we're doing who we're centering and when we want gold stars for those things Mm. because that is learned behavior and i find myself having to check myself for that there's lots of um gold stars and cookies that um that we want to be good white people um and don't work like that gold stars and cookies Mm-hmm. not many of us grew up on like here's your calendar yeah uh-huh. gold star and if you didn't get an yeah. a you crumbled and like all those things like if you start pulling on that thread perfectionism being good like all these things that were like it's it's rooted in white supremacy yes that's the shit follow the follow the trail (laughs) like you don't get cookies but you better follow the cookie trail because it will lead you down um uh liberation and to me it's not i don't sit here and i'm like guilt i i can't handle guilt and shame like it's a really tough place to be and i've sat there for a long time um and i think it's okay right when when we preach about um feeling i know i talk a lot about feelings Mm -hmm. like not getting stuck in the binary things aren't good things aren't bad so your guilt and shame are not like necessarily this like bad thing but when we try to unload it in unhealthy ways that's where it spews out in um ways that are not helpful Mm. allison you said something a little bit like i don't know 30 seconds ago just sticking with me yeah. perfection as, as perfection being rooted in white supremacy can you just mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit um the, uh, here's where like i don't yeah, know yeah yeah but talk about what you know I, that's I, fine. I, fine yeah 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 um why does perfectionism pop up in the first place like who who is it benefiting what standards does it uphold? And when you look at perfectionism and grinding and like in your own business mm-hmm. or in your own life or how that shows up, does it show up around your body? Well, what body image standards are you trying mm-hmm. to uphold? Does it show up around your business? Well, what business standards are you trying to uphold? It's rooted in diet culture, mm-hmm. which is the image of a white thin woman. It's rooted in capitalism, um, white supremacy, mm-hmm. like all of that stuff. Damn. Go the cookie trail goes back to those things that are problematic and we don't go deep enough because you've got to shine the light on the really nasty stuff that is there and it's really hard to look at man i'm over here it's gonna sound weird guys i'm over here smiling so Mm. big as allison's (laughs) talking about but hear me out because one she's She's speaking to me. I'm like, yes, I have told myself this story of like, I want to do things this way because of this. And then like realizing I have played into the fucking system 100%. Mm -hmm. But smiling because 
and I'm going to use this term loosely, there is an answer. There is so mm-hmm. much for that we can mm-hmm. learn. Like this is a great thing. Oh, this this yeah. there it's not like oh go down this fucking cookie trail and then you're like end up in Candyland like no like there's no and she even said it in in that that statement she's like I don't know enough yet right because there's more to learn then there's information out there it's not like this thing that we're like trying to conceptualize we have no information about it's like oh we're making up like there's so much information you we should be excited right now that like hey we're aware of this which means now we can start to fucking do something about it. And guess what? People have been doing things about it. People have been writing about it and teaching about it. And now we can go learn. This is remarkable. Yeah. And work on ourselves. This is yeah. amazing. And learn, like, to me, what's exciting is when you look at, like, your own liberation or the liberation of people or the liberation of this country this world the world we want to live in the world we want to build for our children is hopeful is courageous is possibilities is abundance is joy all these things that we can be rooted in and when you know better you do better which fuck my angelo like that is it um and it's putting it into like to me like layering that into my business yes Yes. um, and my family and my life like I don't again I don't need to be on the front lines I'm focused on my community my circles asking questions of what are the needs of my community how can I best serve those needs um how do I move in and out of that space I'm an online fitness business person how am I moving in and out of that space? What am I promoting? What am I talking about? Um, are my relationships authentic? Yeah. I mean, you're seeing lots of backlash around that yes. right now of of inauthentic relationships. Right? Like, oh my! Um, and yeah, it's yes. it's hard. Um, so ah, this is it's so everything you're saying. Nothing that I knew. This episode's gonna be so good. It's just. Everything you're saying resonating so much with me and so hard with me and this concept of, hey, white supremacy, all this that we've been talking about, rooted in, tied into everything, which means Mm -hmm. this unlearning and then this growth also Mm -hmm. then now gets tied into everything. And I love... That, that can seem so big for people, perhaps, but I'm going to counter that with when you have the fact that it is involved in everything, that means that starting with just something would be helpful. Yeah. Super small. Yeah. Because it's in everything. So even attacking the smallest thing, the, what you perceive to be the smallest thing, which I think is the biggest thing, working on yourself, working on your immediate community, your family. People like kind of like, how do I change the world? And like, that's probably too big to start there. <sighs> But no. you change your world. And suddenly, if everyone does that, okay. everything changes. It's, right? It's remarkable, Allison. Like, you give me such hope. And it's just like, I'm like amped hearing this. Like, you guys, it's been a, a really rough, it feels like two years. I think it's been about two days, to be completely honest. Like, mm-hmm. this, 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 this uh, explosion in my world, right, in the social media space, it's, like, really just a lot for me. Uh, has it has, hasn't been that long. Yeah, and for Allison, like, it hasn't been that long, actually. It just feels like, oh, my God, it's been, like, a few days. And I'm tired. 
Whoop is saying I have 7% recovery today. Allison and I were talking about this beforehand. Like, your ner- our nervous systems are just like, what are you doing? What's happening? But this conversation, and I knew it would, but it's great to be in it, gives me such hope. I think we have so much, like, when it seems so big and it is so heavy, it's easy mm-hmm. to be like, well, what can we do? And kind of that slippery slope of, like, why even try? And then here you come, and you're like, here we go. This is why. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we've got work to do, and it's exciting to me to see people show up. Like, I'm like, welcome. Welcome to the party. Like, I I am so glad you're here. Like, this is it. Let's go. We've got each other. Um, And and by a lot of that, I'm also like – and like white people, like we've got, we've got, the, we created this problem. We're going to solve this problem. And here's how. Um, and here's how I'm doing it in my yeah. business, with my family, in my community. Um, and I think really taking it down to those steps can make it feel more manageable. So good. Movement people. Let's do listeners. This, you guys, movement people. This should resonate so hard with you. This is this mm. is everything we do every single day, for those. And the story yes. comes full circle with Allison having you know started with collegiate sports and playing sports herself. And like this is what we do every day in solving problems, in you know having a team and showing up for your team and learning things as you grow and shifting and pivoting. Like this is what we do every single day. You have these things that are like, oh, this is a big thing. What are we gonna do? We're gonna attack it one piece at a time like this is what we do so what we do so i want to just circle back real quick uh to what you do so can you talk about like the 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 wolf pack and like your coaching and like people want to find more from you like can you can you just promote yourself please yeah yeah absolutely so uh, my online business the way i have it set up i have uh kind of two coaching groups the den is more of my uh larger group coaching program um, and that's pretty much always, always open, um, where I'm programming for everybody inside of that group, um, strength-based workouts, everything's on true coach. Um, you know, it's a really fun group. Um, and I just love being inside of true coach. It's such like a great, I mean, I don't, I'm not like partnered with, they're not paying me to say this, but it's like an awesome platform. I love it. Um, so that is like my temp, I guess template. Is that what you would call it? Template program. Everybody kind of gets the same. There's a gym version. There's an at home version. I'm coming up with a kettlebell and dumbbell version. Um, and it's just bomb programming, honestly, like, I love it. I love it. That's super fun. And then my wolf pack is my, um, high touch. It's one-on-one programming, um, but we do it inside of a group. So I take 10 women and for six months, we dive deep into these topics. Um, we talk about body image. We talk about diet culture. We talk about intersections of identity. We, you know, we, we talk about the things that impact your body and your life and movement. Um, while I am also programming one-on-one for them, we have weekly calls um, oh, together shit. as a group. There's mindset work. I mean, it's, it's incredible and it's transformative um, in all the ways that – that you can imagine and they've transformed my life in ways that I'm forever honored and grateful to hold space and to have that container um, like I said before like for me to have that container 
to do that identity work um, because to me, movement and strength is identity yeah. work. You're peeling away layers. And so you need community. We heal in community. You cannot do that work alone. And I cannot say that, like, I will say that again. You heal in community. You cannot do it alone. Get a therapist, find a coaching group, get around people that are on board with what you are on board with. And that's what the wolf pack really is. Only 10 women. I know. I know. I, I'm telling you, like, I, I just, it's such an emotional um, output for me to hold that space. And they do it for each other as well. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. 10, maybe 12. Um, it's that, it's that special. Uh, Allison, like I said, I follow her online. I'm going to have her drop her handle in one second. But that was a post you did at one point. Like, one of the things that I respect the most about Allison is the way she shows up for her people. And she made a post about that. Like, no, she doesn't have this thing that's like 50 gazillion people are in it. And it's like, hope the best for the best. And like, she's in it. Always. Oh, is this, this, you know, I truly do believe how you do anything is how you do everything. And you see that with what Allison does. This is remarkable, man. Just like, damn. Who, this is like totally kind of an, it's not an aside, but who, is what are the type of woman or what are they looking for those 10 women that show up and they want to yeah. be in the wolf pack then that end up being what is it what are they coming to you with what's their their you know the business speak what's their problem what's the transformation they're looking to undergo <laughs> sure 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 you know the um ideal client, <laughs> all the <laughs> business jargon um they they know they want more than the the 10 pounds uh, my my women my clients um, usually come to me because they're interested in strength training. They're interested in a deeper look mm -hmm. at their life, mm -hmm. but they don't really know until they get mm -hmm. into it. And then it's like light bulb and light bulb and light bulb. Um, but my clients that I tend to attract because, you know, of course, like previous versions of mm -hmm. yourself, um, I get a lot of like ex-athletes and not like ex-soccer players or college players, and I have those, but anybody that identifies as mm -hmm. athlete, like weekend warrior types, um, ones that want to move their body in powerful ways, get a lot of women that uh, moms that want to get back into it um, and people that are, are interested in doing this work because I'm not shy about who I want. Um, if you're looking for those quick 10 pounds, I am not for you. Cool. Go over to the next coach. Oh, oh, <laughs> Allison, yeah. do you do business coaching? Uh, I get asked a lot of business questions like, how are you doing that in your business? Uh, but no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a business coach, um, because I, I wish, I think this is like my own imposter syndrome kind of mm -hmm. stuff. Like I wish I had a business coach, like I'm still figuring out my mm -hmm. finances and what are the systems that are set up and all those things that like we kind of piece together that I've pieced together yeah. um, as a one-woman show. Um, so I have a lot of knowledge, but I don't feel like I'm in a position to be giving that knowledge out because it's so specific to me. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't have a liberatory approach, if you haven't looked at those pieces of identity, um, if you don't set your coaching business up like I do, Got it. Got it. then, hmm, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> 
I respect that, and I'm going to counter with there's a market for everything, and uh, you really get what you fucking do. So whenever you decide to flip into that, then uh, <laughs> she'll, she'll be available for that at some point in her life for those of you looking to to get guidance in that from in that perspective that regard how can i find you yeah you never know it's there and I've seen, I've living, seen, i'm living it's there living my best life on the gram i am nowhere near facebook bless haven't you haven't been for years i i can't even Wise. i don't think it's even on my phone anymore um living my best life on the gram it's very simple at allison tenney all lowercase two l's and two n's um and two ends. And the website is allisontennyfitness.com and you can find out all the information there. But honestly, like I'm in my DMs. Those are my people. Um, I even, I get on Zoom, like for women that are in my community, maybe this isn't like a very good business structure also, but people that are in my community that have been there that comment that like have questions. I'm like, you know what? This is a better phone conversation. We get on Zoom. I had a friend like reach out. I, I had put on my story, my like client journey and my business structure. And I was like, really, mm-hmm. I'm very visual. So I put it mm-hmm. all in PowerPoint and I put it on my story and I had like three people reach out and I was like, you know what, let me just send this to you. Here's how I did it. Um, here's how to walk through the steps. Like, cool, let's get on Zoom. I am here to help. I am here to hold space for people that are doing those things. Um, that is what I'm committed to, which is probably why I don't have hundreds of clients because it's a lot of work yes yes i'm yes just it's ah. the past two episodes i this is your i did one with jennifer hutton and now you and speaking about these Mm -hmm. things and speaking to people like you both of you it's like the only time the two times in my life where the maestro has been left speechless and that's like you guys know Mm. i can talk i got a lot of words and i'm like that's it but one of the things that i have I will say and like and I'll just say it to you because I'm on your podcast you have to also find people that like prop you up and that you can look to and that you can point to there are plenty of people that will um, not be on board mm-hmm. and I have followed those people I've been around those people it's very disheartening and you cannot stop this is work that I can't stop doing and so I have to find my own joy and really finding somebody like you Shante has really given a boost to my joy. I see what you do for your group. I see the joy that you bring just in general and it's contagious. And those are the people that you really want to be around and you feel that. You just feel it. Like Glennon, I I just finished like Mm -hmm. Untamed, uh, Glennon Doyle's book, like that knowing. Um, You have to be able to tap into that knowing and really trust your intuition and that is a practice as well. And I've been honing my intuition um, and taking classes and worked with coaches and therapy, blah, blah, blah. But when that intuition tells you, this is a person to follow, this is a person to point to, this is the direction to go, you listen. And now I'm on your fucking podcast. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. All of it. All of it. I'm not even going to, I had things to say, I'm not going to leave and I'm going to leave it. Do you, Miss mm. Allison, have anything? Mm. You left us with so much already. What do you want to leave the people with? I want to leave them with hope and joy uh, because we have to have possibility to live into. You have to be fighting for something, not just fighting against. 
And we can all pick things. We all have things in our life that we can pick to fight against. And that is worthy and necessary. You also have to decide where you stand and where you're going and what you're fighting for and move towards that however you can. Man, you have to be fighting for something, not just against. Fuck. That's it. I'm, I'm not saying anything else, guys, because that was fucking <laughs> phenomenal. Allison, thank you. You're busy. You're doing all the things. Your, your CNS is dead right now, and you, you showed up. So thank you so, so, so very much. Just thank you. I'm, I'm so honored to be here with you. Thank God, you for having me. This is fucking amazing. You guys are listening. Thank you. I know you could have been doing a lot of other things and you chose to listen to us. And for that, we are both endlessly, endlessly grateful. Not asking for you to subscribe. I'm not asking you to leave any reviews. Those of you have, that have done that, thank you. You guys are fucking awesome. What I will ask is that if this episode resonated with you, if it helps you, if you were like, yeah, share it with someone. Share it with someone who you think that it could benefit. Remember, friends, the only way out is through, and the only way through is together. All right, officially wrapping it up. Until next time, friends, Allison and Maestro, 